Alrighty, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, Grain of Salt podcast, episode number four. Um, time's flying by here, but nonetheless, welcome. Alright, pardon the uh, lateness, uh, a little fucking sinus infection here and some birthday shenanigans have, have kept me busy, but fear not, alright, I am here, fearless leader, chef owner, Jason Shepard, uh, Cutting Edge Meals, LLC, find me on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc., so we're going to jump right into it here today. All right, today we're going to be talking about burgers. Now, this is a very loaded subject, a subject that may end up being a two-part episode, I have not decided yet, but we'll see how far we can get. All right, this one is important to me uh, for numerous reasons. Above all, burgers are my life. If it was up to me, I would eat them every day. Some people tell me I should limit myself to two a week. Uh, I say four, let's meet in the middle, uh, let's go three. So, again, this is literally my wheelhouse, okay? And that's just going to, that's just how it's going to be, all right? So, uh, first, let's talk about what makes a good burger. What is it that, when you say that's a good burger, what it, what does that entail? What does that mean? All right, first, let's start with the meat, okay? The best burger I've ever had it was a combination of 80% beef, 20% pork, all right? They wouldn't tell me the rest of what was in the burger, but I guess that's their little secret. However, that was an unbelievable burger, okay? Fantastic burger. You don't want to add the pork to your burger? That's not a problem. I have a solution for you there too, all right? We would do three parts, okay? is ground chuck, ground brisket, and ground sirloin, Uh the first two are kind of self-explanatory, very flavorful, um, very fatty, obviously, so that that's good there. All right, uh, sirloin, however, it's a little bit more lean. However, it does have a very good kind of quote-unquote beef flavor. Uh, however, it does have the tendency to dry out, so that's why we're going to kind of use the other two cuts of meat there. However, you still want to stick to the same rule, 80% meat, 20% fat. That's that makes the best burger, okay? 80/20, that's what we call it. So that's just a we're just just we're touching upon the meat here. That's would breaking the surface, all right? Uh, the next thing we got have to talk about it, really we do. Um, and this is a very 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 simple rule, okay? We're going to talk about the hamburger bun. Never ever in the history of ever Use a fucking potato roll. It's plain and simple, cut and dry. Don't do it. Just don't do it, okay? You're in the bread aisle, walk right by them. Don't even bother, all right? Potato roll is bullshit, okay? So now that we've got that out of the way, I'm partial to a brioche bun, all right? It's very buttery, very flaky. It just adds this nice texture. You toast it up a little bit, and it's just, it, it makes everything nice it's that's just the only way i can say it. It, it it's well worth the effort to find them um and it's you, you will thank me for it okay however let me remind you never ever a potato roll just don't do it okay so how are we going to cook these burgers okay we've we've now got the best meat we can we've we've gone over the bun we have to cook it somehow okay the best way to cook it and this is the best way to cook it, is on a flat top. This is going to sound contradictory or ridiculous, but hear me out. It's on a flat top. 
The reason you do it on a flat top is because now the burger is not only cooking on an even flat surface, however, it's also cooking in its own juices. So that literally is like double flavor, okay? Uh, as much as I like to grill, as much as I like to barbecue, and trust me, I do. If it was up to me, I would do that all the time. But a flat top is the key to making a good burger, all right? It, it, you create this crust on the burger, on the, on the actual meat itself, on the patty, and again, you're cooking in it basically in its own juices. If you were to do a burger uh, of this kind of style patty on the barbecue, all that fat, all that grease, all that drippings is just going to drip down into the flames. You're going to create smoke. You're going to create, um, you know, these big bursts of flames. It just you're going to burn part of the burger, then the other part of the burger is not going to be burned, and it's just it's all fucked up that way. Trust me. All right. So on a flat top, if you can, you don't have a flat top, obviously, right? Not many people have flat tops in their kitchens, but uh, you know, a cast iron skillet, right? Cast iron pan, something along those lines, that would also work. All right. Um, same subject as cooking it. Okay. How long do we cook it for? Uh, the most you're going to cook it is medium rare or excuse me, medium. Okay. Medium rare is the preference, obviously. Okay. Rare. It doesn't, the texture doesn't suit the burger. Okay. I like to eat my steak rare, but that's just, I think that's unrealistic for a burger. All right. You're taking away at that point from the texture of the actual patty because now you're just tasting raw meat. All right, and again, as much as I like a rare steak, it's just it doesn't translate into burgers or patties. Uh, so, the most you're going to cook it is medium. Medium rare is kind of the sweet spot because you you get the the rare part of it, and then again, you, you know, for those of us that don't like bloody meat, all right, um, you know, you can you can kind of get into the to the mix there too. Uh, so, also toppings and cheese. All right, that's the next little headline here. I put them in the same category. All right. Uh, the reason I did that is because in my opinion, I think they go hand in hand. What does that mean? Well, I think your toppings should almost dictate your cheese or vice versa. However the hell you want to think of it doesn't really matter, but one should follow the other. All right. So the example is, oh, maybe today you're craving mushrooms. Well, I really want mushrooms. Okay. So if you want to put mushrooms on your burger, the best cheese to go with that is Swiss. Mushroom Swiss burger, right? Or you go, oh, you know, I, I really could go for a little pepper jack cheese. All right, well, maybe a pepper jack cheese on avocado burger would be, you know, that's where you're at. All right, so the avocado, the pepper jack cheese, the Swiss, the mushrooms, right? They Both of those things go together in their own right. The cheese and the toppings should go hand in hand, okay? Um, toppings. There's also a limit to toppings. This isn't just some sort of fucking free-for-all where you just slap a whole bunch of shit on a burger and call it a day. All right, we're talking about how to make the best burger. What is the best burger? How is it made? All right, we have limitations. Okay, three to four toppings, maximum four toppings. Okay, I don't include cheese in that, and I do not include bacon in that. Uh, bacon, we're going to circumvent that. We're going to talk about that later. All right, I will get back to that. However, again, four topping maximum. All right, uh, other things to note while we're talking about toppings, chili is not a topping for a burger. It's just not, okay? Uh, same thing with shit like onion rings and all sorts of other fucking stuff. Like, I just stop. Don't do it, all right? It, it, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's cool, all right? But sure, it doesn't taste as good as it possibly can, all right? Uh, so in addition to that, we have a one-sauce rule. 
The only exception to that is ketchup and mayo because they can go hand in hand. If you're going to do ketchup and mayo, and yes, mayo on a burger, all right, ketchup will go either on top and or the bottom. Mayo is only going to go on top. All right, there's a reason for that. Mayo is, in all its glory, fatty. So what happens to fatty or oily, I should say? Maybe that's a better way you could relate. Oil and fat's the same difference, but besides the point, all right, what happens when you take something hot and put it on something that has a high oil content or a high fat content? Well, now when you go to bite down in the burger, the patty is going to slip right out from in between either the toppings or the bun, okay? So use the toppings to protect the mayo on the top. Okay, and then the ketchup can go either on the top or the bottom. It doesn't have that same effect with ketchup. All right. Um, the only topping I say can go on the bottom of a burger bun is sliced jalapenos. They're round. They're small enough. If you cut them thin enough, um, and they actually create a little bit of grip, and it ends up working nicely. Trust me. Okay. Uh, in addition to all that, okay, the toppings, when you're done with the burger and you say, okay, I've got my three to four toppings, excellent, and you go to put the top of the bread on the burger, that bun should not fall off. It should stay put. If it falls off, you got way too much shit on top of your burger. It's just, that's how it is, okay? The bun should stay on top of the burger, okay? Alternatively, your burger shouldn't fall apart when you're eating it. If you go to bite into it, and again, the patty slides out from in between the toppings or the bread, or you're dripping onions or mushrooms or whatever the hell you've got on your burger, if it, all that stuff's falling off the top of the burger, you've built it wrong and you've got too much crap on it. All right? It's just simple, simple, simple stuff. All right, right? The old kiss, right? Keep it simple, stupid. All right, more is not better. I don't know how many more times I have to explain that, but you don't just keep adding more in the hopes that it's better because it's not, all right? Uh, also, let's knock it off with all this fancy fucking stupid bullshit on top of burgers, right? Chili, right? I mentioned that earlier, all right? Fried onions. What the fuck is that, fried onions, okay? I went out to dinner the other night, and again, it's an excellent, excellent burger. I, I was thinking about this burger all week. I really wanted to go there. Again, Great burger, great beer, great food, this restaurant, all right? It's close to where I am. However, it comes with fried onions, okay? So I said, oh, well, you know, instead of fried onions, let me get raw onions. Well, no problem. I've done it there before a couple times. And uh, so I get the br the burger, and it has fried onions on it. So I'm like, what the fuck? I, how, I asked for not fried onions. I looked down. It was a mound, as Mount Everest of fucking fried onions on my burger. I, how is one that's not acceptable too? Because I don't like fried onions on my burger. But knock it, just cut it out. Stop. That's it. You're done. Take a seat. All right. Bye bye. Also, burgers get cut in half. All right, that sounds also contradictory to most, but burgers get cut in half. That's for a few reasons. First and foremost, they're easier to eat. Okay. Also, when you cut it in half you should be able to see all the ingredients, right? It looks good. All the ingredients are there. It should be kind of like a, you know, a layering. It should be very easy to see, all right? And then when you cut it in half, it's a good sign that you've done the job right if it stays all together. 
So a couple reasons there, but again, burgers definitely get cut in half, all right? Uh, so there's exceptions to a few of these rules, okay? Um, backyard barbecues, that's, that's for me the big one exception here, all right? For backyard barbecue, you're going to use frozen or other preformed patties, all right? Now, that sounds crazy just given the, the nonsense I was just talking about a second ago, but hear me out. You have a backyard party, 10, 15, 20, 25 people, right? Maybe more sometimes. Are you really going to be spending the money and the time to be standing there forming patties? I, I don't I don't think so. I, I mean, and if you do, that's fine. By all means, go for it. But it just makes the whole process easier. Everything runs smoother, all right? It just, it works better, okay? Um, also, toppings don't really matter in this case, but stick to the simple stuff. Um, lettuce, tomato, onion, basic condiments, ketchup, mustard, mayo, all right? Um, again, it's just, it streamlines the whole process. You don't, you, now you have a table with 100 fucking toppings for it. It's just, it's a kind of a waste of time, waste of money, all right? Most people don't go nuts on the toppings anyways, all right, but you've got the simple three, four, five ingredients, toppings, all right, the three, all right, maybe you want to add some barbecue sauce or something like that in there, all right, but again, stick to the simple stuff, all right, especially for backyard barbecue. However, there's one rule that we never, ever break, ever. Potato rolls, get the fuck out. Do not do it. Okay, that rule is always the same, regardless of what you're doing. Do not do it. All right, that's that's really how simple that's that's going to be. All right, now let me talk about the perfect burger. In my opinion, this is, and my opinion is correct, but this is how the perfect burger is. All right, you have a brioche bun. You have the the nice patty, as we talked about. You have cheddar cheese. You have lettuce. You have tomato, you have raw onions, you have a chipotle mayo. We don't kill it with the chipotle. We just want a little little oomph, a little spice, a little something, okay? And then the top of the bun, toasted also, all right? Depending on the size of your tomatoes, I always prefer to use larger tomatoes because they're nice and round and they fit. You use one slice of tomato. Do not cantilever or stack or do all sorts of crazy shit with your tomatoes. One tomato, it should take up the whole burger, okay? If you don't, figure it out. But again, don't just start stacking shit left and right, all right? Raw onions, do not cut an onion in a circle and just put the whole fucking circle on top of the burger, all right? That's ridiculous. I like onions as much as the next person, but... Take them out, individual rings, layer the ring, nice layer, right? We talked about layers, okay? The lettuce, I like Boston bib lettuce. It's buttery, it's soft, it still has a little bit of texture at the same time. Um, we'll kind of go completely flip side to that. Uh, iceberg, it's very boring, but it does have a nice crunch, all right? You, you only need a couple pieces of lettuce. Again, you're not building a salad, so relax, all right? But that is, in my opinion, the perfect burger. All right. Um, a quick note about pickles. One, I fucking hate them. But two, the only time I say 
a pickle is warranted or a, a pickle is okay to put on a burger is when you have a lot of fatty ingredients. So maybe you have a high fat or high oil cheese. Maybe you have super fatty pork in, in the beef mixture. All right. Maybe you got a little crazy and went like 75, 25 with your, with your beef. Again, we shouldn't do that, but that's on you. All right. The acid from the pickle will help cut that a little bit of vinegar. All right. It'll help cut that. Uh, so that's really the only time I would okay putting pickles on a burger. All right. Other than that, uh, they don't belong there. All right. That's just a quick note about pickles. All right. So that's, that's a burger. All right. That, that, we're going to talk more about this. I've I've decided we're it's going to be in more episodes. Burgers and 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 there's more to it than that. Okay, uh, but I just wanted to get you guys the basic instructions, the basic rule, the rules. Okay, you have to start somewhere, but stick to those keys. Stick to those, you know, kind of guidelines. And I assure you, you will have some of the best burgers you've ever had. Okay. Uh, I promised you I would circle back to bacon. So today's email and today's recipe both take up bacon. Um, bacon will also be probably, or I should say at least pork, will probably be its own episode at some point. All right, because I've got a lot of stuff to say about that as well. But again, let's just get started. Let's you know, kind of put our toes in the water, so to speak. All right, so the email is from a listener, Jay. All right, not me. All right, I'm not that crass, but another J, okay? He asks, how do you get the perfect crispy bacon? Right? It's a very important question, all right? Um, bacon bacon is a bacon's a lovely thing, let's be honest. Bacon is fucking unbelievable, all right? It's probably one of the best things ever invented in the history of the world or the universe or the galaxy or whatever the hell you believe in, okay? But literally, bacon is excellent, Okay. Bacon should get cooked well, one a certain way, but two to a certain temperature. So what does that mean? Well, you cook your meat to a certain temperature, right? Medium, medium rare, your steaks, your whatever have you. All right. Bacon's no different. All right. Bacon shouldn't be chewy. It shouldn't be stringy. All right, that's literally the worst thing that can ever happen is if you bite into a, like a bacon cheeseburger and all of a sudden this big fucking strand of bacon comes out. That it's just it's not how it goes, all right? Bacon should be crispy, but it shouldn't be overly crispy where it's burnt and it just crumbles, all right? We're just, it's not bacon bits, all right? This hear me out, okay? So how do we do that? All right? So here's the recipe. There's two ways to cook bacon, okay? One is in the oven, one's on the stove. If you're going to do it in the oven, you take a sheet a sheet tray or a sheet pan, all right? Cover it with foil, all right? The foil is helpful for cleanup. Um, with the foil comes an extra step. I would suggest spraying the foil with a little bit of nonstick spray, or something, you know, a canola spray or, you know, Pam, something along those lines, okay? Um, you could do uh, parchment paper, okay? That works very well. But you're going to preheat your oven to 400 degrees, all right? This method is especially effective if you're cooking more than a pound of bacon. 
preheated oven 400 degrees. You're going to take your bacon and you're going to layer it piece by piece, not on top of each other, just one next to the other. Take your bacon piece by piece, strip by strip, spread it out over the whole sheet tray. Okay, it should be kind of even. It should kind of look like a white picket fence. All right, but don't crisscross it, obviously. All right, and you're going to bake the bacon in the oven at 400 degrees for 12 to 15 minutes. I give a range because it depends on the type of bacon. It depends on how much bacon you're actually cooking. All right. If for those of you that say fuck this guy and you want to do well done bacon, well then that time is going to be different. Or if you also think I'm wrong and you you like your medium rare bacon chewy bullshit, all right? The time is obviously again going to be different. Plus everybody's ovens so a lot of factors go into it, but start checking it at 12 minutes. All right? You'll see when the bacon is done, right? You don't have to flip it, you don't have to fuck around with it. You just Literally put it right into the oven just as it is on the sheet tray, 12 to 15 minutes, and I that you will have probably some of the best bacon you ever had, assuming you've bought good quality bacon. All right. The second way to cook bacon is on the stovetop, like I said. There's a couple ways to do this. Um, the the best way, in my opinion, is, is getting a cast iron skillet. Uh, one, if you don't have cast iron, you've been missing out. Uh, two, you should get cast iron because you've been missing out. But cast iron is literally, it's an unbelievable thing. Um, they make enameled cast iron and they make non-enameled seasoned cast irons. Uh, but it's its night and day what happens when you use cast iron to cook in general, number one. Number two, when you're cooking bacon. Okay, so I'm going to give you the directions for a cast iron skillet, and then I'll talk a little bit about if you don't have a cast iron skillet. So cast iron skillet, the most important thing is heating the cast iron up. You don't just slap the cast iron skillet on top of the stove, turn it on, and start putting shit in, into the pan. It doesn't work that way. Cast iron cooks very evenly because it holds the heat. All right, the, So the cast iron needs to be hot in terms of the heat in, in the actual cast iron, all right, don't confuse hot with high heat, okay? Because then the next thing, you should be cooking your bacon on, on like a medium-low setting, all right? If, if you're unsure about what that is, go to medium, and then it's, and when it's hot, the pan, crank it maybe just a, a, an eighth of a turn, quarter of a turn down, all right? When you cook bacon on the stove, and this is regardless of what kind of pan you use, it should cook very slowly and at a low heat, okay? The reason you do that, well, there's a few reasons, but the main reason you do that is so that the bacon can cook evenly. That's the that's the joy or that's the benefit to doing it in the oven because the oven, assuming you have a good quality oven, it will cook evenly, okay? However, that being said, on top of the stove, it's a little bit more difficult to do. So... You need to flip the bacon occasionally, all right? That's going to help it cook evenly. Um, keeping it on low heat is going to help it cook evenly, all right? Um, if you don't have a cast iron skillet, use the biggest, flattest frying pan you have, all right? And and just hope for the best, all right? I, I can't really give you um, any better advice than that, simply because there's many different types of pans, but... That that's going to yield the best product, and and then again, you know, when is when's the bacon done? Well, the the bacon's done uh, when it's got this nice golden brown texture to it. All right, 
take your bacon off the off the skillet, all right? Put it onto a few paper towels, let it kind of just hang out or let it dry out, let the, let some of the fat absorb back into the bacon strips, all right? And then when it cools down, you will have perfectly crispy bacon. All right? So so that's that's bacon really in a, again in a nutshell, all right? Um again, pork is is going to be its own episode. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. I will rehash the bacon thing at some point, all right, obviously in that episode, but um, those are kind of pretty much, in my opinion, the only two ways to cook bacon. Never do it in the microwave, all right? It's, it's fast, sure, but it's shitty, all right? It just bacon ends up tasting all fucking plasticky and weird, and I don't know. I just, I don't like it, but again, if you're pressed for time, sure, I get it works clearly, but um, it's, it's not the best way to do it. So oven or stovetop. That's your bacon uh, bacon recipe for, for today, uh, and I hope that answers the email question. So let's talk a little bit about food news, okay? There's a couple interesting things going on lately, all right? The first one, we're going to talk about Disneyland, all right? Not Disney World, but Disneyland, so uh, a little West Coast love here, all right? Um, this is actually really cool, uh, I think, well, for multiple reasons, but uh, this is really cool. Uh I've personally never been to Disneyland, but I've been to Disney World, um, and I'm assuming it's relatively the same, but it's not necessarily, um, well, obviously it's geared towards kids, but it's it's not necessarily a, a place for, for grown-ups. I mean, they have downtown Disney, all that kind of jazz. Sure, I, I understand that, but um, here's what's cool. So uh, if you're familiar with the brewery Ballast Point, all right, they're actually going to be opening up a brewery in downtown Disney, in Disneyland, all right? Uh, and that should actually happen before the end of, of this calendar year, 2018. So I think that's really cool. Uh, that's really cool for the craft beer scene. Um, obviously, that's cool for Disney because that's, that's a huge draw too. Um, but Ballast Point, also excellent brewing uh, brewing company, excellent excellent beer. Um, there's a couple good ones. I'm not going to list them because there are more than a few, but uh, it's that's really good news. I'm, I'm excited to, to hear about that. So I look forward to that. Uh, any West Coast friends, all right? And then maybe you've heard about this. Maybe you have not, all right? There's um, a little Amazon news here, okay? Uh, just reinventing the way we continue to do things on a day-to-day basis. But um, So there's a technology out, okay? It's called Just Walk Out. So that's the name of the technology, Okay, well, what the fuck does that mean or how does it work? Well, here's how it works, all right? So Just Walk Out uses, like, hundreds of cameras in this store, okay? And then there's an app that you have to download to get into the store. So you're saying, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, so Amazon has reinvented your small grocery store. So in this store, I believe it's called Amazon Go, but in this store, all right, you have, like, turnstiles, just as you would like a subway, all right? You have to have this Amazon app in order to get in, okay? You use your app to get in. It's kind of, that's like your ticket to get in, all right? There's very limited help. Their employees, they're, they're, they're not there. It's just very limited help, okay? Um, and there's sensors on the shelves. There's cameras everywhere, all right, the second you pick up an item, right, say, oh, I need some deodorant today. Perfect. So you, you pick up some deodorant. The, sh- the shelf senses that you've picked up the deodorant and put it in your bag. That item has now gone into your kind of virtual cart, 
And as you continue to shop, pick stuff off the shelf, put it in your bag, right? Continue to shop. All the stuff you're picking up off the shelf is going into your app, into your virtual cart. And when you leave, you get charged what's in your cart, all right? Let's say you pick up something and then you're like, oh, well, shit, I don't really need this. So you put it back. The sensors, they sense that. Cameras, they see it, all right? Um, employees are there for things like alcohol, stuff like that. Obviously, you need to check your ID. Uh, it's not a free-for-all, all right? We don't we just, you know, has to have some rules again. But pretty cool. Uh, I, I think uh, could be good. It could be bad, all right? But uh, maybe I'm looking forward to, to seeing it a little bit. Again, this this was uh, – the article said this was Seattle, so again, this is a little bit of West Coast stuff here, but uh, it'll make its way here uh, to the East Coast shortly. I have have no fear about that, but Amazon just keeps doing what they're doing. Um, obviously, this is a company secret how they, how they're making this all work, uh, but that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, and you know, like I said, sooner or later, you know, we pretty much won't even need employees in the store, basically, which frankly suits me just fine because half of them are fucking morons anyways uh and god forbid you have to ask them a question and it's just it's a nightmare tune into uh episode one for my rent on grocery shopping it's yeah you'll see where i'm coming from but uh so a little food news there all right so i just want to rehash a couple things uh from today's episode okay um again burgers all right this is important all right never ever ever use a potato roll just don't do it. I, I I will say that maybe another 15 times. All right, don't do it. All right. Um, keep it simple. Do not overcomplicate the process. You do not need to add a hundred things to make well one any dish, but in particular a burger good. Okay. Um, also, too, just to kind of add this, if you have good quality meat, you also shouldn't really need to season it. Uh, I'll give you. A little bit of salt and pepper, but that's pretty much as far as you should take it. Um, and I would even go so far as to say just salt. Again, and 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 don't mix the salt into into the actual burger, the patty. All right, sprinkle it on top before you're going to cook it. Uh, and that that's literally it. Good quality ingredients don't need to be fucked, diddled, diddled around with. Okay, it just it doesn't need it. All right. The more simple you keep it, the better off you will be. All right? Trust me. Um, so, again, stay away from those potato rolls, I'm telling you. Um, and then, other than that, I mean, you guys have the tools to, to make the perfect burger. So, again, uh, Cutting Edge Meals, LLC on the Instagram, Cutting Edge Meal, uh, the old Twitter there, Facebook, Cutting Edge Meals, you'll find me. All right? Uh, again, uh, emails, questions, feed me at cuttingedgemeals.com, F-E-E-D-M-E at cuttingedgemeals.com. All right, I look forward to your questions. I look forward to your comments, your concerns, all right? Uh, and then, you know, like I said, uh, I hope to hear from, from you if you have any of those. And, uh, you know, tune in next week. We'll be back on track with a little Friday delivery, all right? And then uh, until then, have a great week, and then we'll catch up with you.